Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 137, recorded February 26, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Grant. And in today's episode, Asset Alloy partners with Locker One Ventures, the end of speed locks, locked in a loo, my safe manipulation aid, products, videos, blog posts, criminals, events, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Full show notes with all of the links can always be found at thelocksportscast.com. Starting with your weekly update on the Locky Awards, nominations officially closed yesterday. I'll go through the nominations and get the voting system ready for March 1st. So don't forget to stop by and get your votes in by the end of March. And in the news today, we have a press release from Asa Abloy that says they are going to partner with Locker One Ventures on adoption of public lockers. It says that they will partner with the new venture capital fund Locker One Ventures to drive the mass adoption of public lockers in the United States. Locker One Ventures will provide seed investments to locker-based startups, accelerating growth and creating applications for this exciting market, it says. Led by Eric Levy, a pioneer in the smart locker business for 20 years and founder of Luxor One, the smart locker business owned by Asa Abloy, Locker One Ventures will facilitate rapid growth by focusing on entrepreneurial advancements, concepts, and applications around the new Harbor Lockers public locker platform. Harbor Lockers, a new subsidiary of Luxor One, plans to establish a network of public locker locations throughout the U.S. with a supporting ecosystem of applications and partners to drive adoption and usage. The Harbor Haas platform works with third parties to build applications on top of the Harbor platform like Apple App Store and Google Play Store. So it sounds like the hackers are going to be able to have a bunch of fun with a bunch of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi enabled smart lockers around the country. Should be fun to see what they can come up with on those. Moving on to community news, uh, kind of a sad announcement here. There was an announcement put out by PandaFrog on the Speedlocks Discord. It said, It is with a heavy heart that we announce the unfortunate decision to end the Speedlocks.org project. We understand that this news may be disappointing for many of you who have been actively involved in speedlocks.org, and we want to explain the reasons behind this difficult decision. First and foremost, we have noticed a significant lack of participation in the project. Despite our best efforts to promote it and encourage engagement, we have not seen the levels of involvement that we had hoped for. This lack of participation has made it challenging to sustain speedlocks.org and continue its growth. Another factor in this decision is that our moderators, who have been instrumental in the success of the project, are moving on. Their dedication and hard work have been greatly appreciated, and we thank them for their contributions. Thank you for being part of Speedlocks.org, and we appreciate your understanding and support. Sincerely, the Speedlocks.org team. So, so it looks like uh, that's the end of the Speedlocks era, and uh, I won't be able to cover their speed records on the podcast anymore uh best wishes to the mod team and their new endeavors 
and thank you especially to PandaFrog. Almost all the announcements that I see coming out of there are from PandaFrog. I know he put his time and effort into that, so thank you very much for doing that, PandaFrog. Over on Twitter, Hazardous Manufacturing tweeted that they recently updated their website, particularly the section on edge-lit acrylic signs. They welcome custom logo requests, and they invite you to check it out. They specialize in locksport and lockpicking, and their products are made in Canada. And I will have a link to their site in the show notes. Moving on to the video section, if you have ever wondered what Lock and Kilo looks like, you're in luck. He did video 113, Locksmith Stories, Volume 1, and Face Reveal. He tells uh, an amusing story about one of his days as a locksmith early on, so I recommend you go check that one out. And uh, it's always interesting when you get to see the face of somebody that you've only heard the voice of, seen the hands of. They're never quite what you picture. And you've been to Locksport. Picked the Western Electric 30C. This is a very difficult lock to pick. Um, The description says, one of the most difficult lever locks in the world. This is the third public picking of this lock without using a blocker bypass. He does a good job even before the picking of taking a lock apart and showing how it works and why it's difficult to pick and explaining that to you. So I recommend if you're ever interested in picking one of those that you go check that video out. And over on my other channel, Charles Builds Crap, I released a video, Dial Reader Safe Manipulation Aid. In that video, I show off a Locksport project that I've been working on in what little spare time I can manage for several months now. And I'm never sure what to call these things. I've seen them called safe manipulation aids or digital dial magnifiers. I've named my versions of this the Dial Readers. There's three different versions of this, Dial Reader, Dial Reader Mini, and Dial Reader Pro. And I've also developed a version of the Mini that is going to be a completely open source release with complete instructions on how to make it and a bill of materials and links so you can get everything you need to put one of those together yourself. So I would really appreciate it if you guys would head over there and check that out. I know I don't put many videos out on that channel lately, but uh, it's a project I'm pretty proud of. So let me know what you think. And bridging the gap here between uh, videos and the blogs and articles section, we have CLK Supplies put out both a post and a video this week. Locksmith business for sale, a good deal. The article discusses whether buying an existing locksmith business is a good idea. Suggests that buying an existing business may be a good option for those who are new to the industry or who want to expand their existing business and provides tips for evaluating potential businesses such as assessing the business's financial status, looking at potential growth opportunities, and it recommends that buyers seek advice of a professional before purchasing a business. And in the video version, PJ and his father review locksmith business listings, analyzing the current customer base and evaluating financials, and they provide their opinion whether they are good or not. So if it's something you've ever considered, it might be worth watching. And that same basic information on a general level can be carried over to other types of businesses. If you are thinking about buying a business, uh, probably a good idea. Just read the article and check out the video. Might pick up a few tips or details that you hadn't thought of before. And over at Black Hills Information Security, we have an article written by Joseph Kingstone, Tales from the Pick, Intro to Physical Security Tools. 
and it discusses various physical security tools and methods used to test security of buildings and facilities. Author discusses how these tools can be used to gain unauthorized access to buildings and assets and provides examples of how these methods have been used in real-world scenarios. The article covers a variety of techniques, including simple observation, multiple bypass methods, and yes, even lockpicking. There are several videos embedded in the online post from different locksport and lockpicking channels to show some of the uh, common tools and methods in use. So something interesting to check out in your spare time. And we have a couple of blog posts from LockJudge. One I missed last week. It, it was provided to me and I just forgot to put it up. Sorry about that to everybody. They had an article up by Davis Blackwelder on custom lockpicks. It discusses custom lockpicks for lockpicking and explains some of the reasons for making custom picks. Everything from it just looks cool to filling a specific need. And it mentions several different pick makers and provides links to several resources to help you get started in making your own custom picks. So definitely worth checking out for any lock sport enthusiast. And they just put up a new post called Lock Picker Film Review, The Locksmith 2023, written by Oliver Wright. The first line sums up the review pretty darn well. The film The Locksmith misses the mark on lockpicking just as much as it misses the mark on being a good film. And if you want all the details why they think this, just check out the article. Link in the show notes, of course. And if you happen to be able to read Spanish, or that's your preferred language, you can check out the Lockpicking 101 article on fwhibits.es. So this article, written in Spanish, provides an introduction to lockpicking for beginners, covers the basics of lockpicking, including tools, techniques, and common types of locks, explains how to use a tension wrench and a pick to manipulate the pins, identify and exploit common vulnerabilities, and provides some tips for practicing lockpicking and improving your skill. So probably a good article for anybody who's new to lockpicking who happens to speak Spanish better than they speak English which I'm sure there's a good part of the world that does. So I, we tend to get, and I, I'm guilty of it myself, to get a very America-centric and an English-speaking-centric view of the world. I appreciate Cheryl sending this article my way. Always good to give people other options. And over on Reddit, r slash locksmith, there is a thread that you can check out if you want some entertainment or just want to commiserate with other locksmiths. Which customer is the absolute worst? The thread asks locksmiths to share their experiences with the worst kind of customers they've ever dealt with. Many people share their stories in the comments. The original poster shares a few in the original post too. Common themes emerge, uh, including customers who are rude, impatient, to try to haggle the price after the job is done. Other customers are described as being overly demanding or expecting a locksmith to be able to solve a problem that's outside of their area of expertise. And like with many things that have to do with these locksmith stories, you can, uh, even if you're not a locksmith, you can relate to this. If you've ever been an auto mechanic or worked in a mechanic shop, you'll see a lot of similarities here. I guarantee it. I think it's pretty common. Bad customers are bad customers and they pull the same stuff with everybody. Moving on to products, we'll start with this. This is a uh, course on Atlas Obscura, Lockpicking with Skylar Town. The description says, This course covers the anatomy of locks, the fundamentals of how to pick them, and a number of concepts that aren't so fundamental at all. 
through three video lessons, familiarize yourself with the tools in a lock pickers kit, learn how to pick a basic pin tumbler lock, and expand your skill set by tackling security pins, learn the basics of how to pick locks responsibly, dive into challenging lock picking problems, and learn techniques and exercises to help you refine your senses as you learn to see through your fingertips and into the lock itself. This course not only aims to equip you with the handy practical skill and the tools needed to put into practice, but also intends to help you unlock new perspective about security technologies and their role in the world around you. What's included? The course includes three video lessons featuring two total content hours, written reference materials that supplement and expand upon information covered in the video lessons, an overview of common lockpicking tools and tips on assembling your own kit, lockpicking exercises and speed picking techniques, a curated reading and watching list for further exploration on your own, access to a community forum for Atlas Obscura lockpicking students, and then they have a section here labeled materials that says, to get the most out of this course, we strongly recommend having materials on hand so that you can follow along and practice what's covered in each lesson. You can pause, rewind, and rewatch as much as you like. Atlas Obscura has teamed up with Sparrow's Lockpicks to offer a materials kit containing high-quality lockpicks, a repinnable cutaway lock, and an expansive, challenging set of security pins and picking challenges. This is a special collection of materials put together for this class at a sold at a special price for students. The cost of this kit is approximately $50 plus shipping and handling, and students are responsible for ordering the kit. You'll receive information about how to purchase these materials in a welcome note accessible through the course player following your registration. Anyway, that's interesting. I'd never actually heard of Atlas Obscura before, but uh, good to see uh, Skylar getting back into it, and uh, hopefully he makes some money on that. Then we have a very recently published book. The book is entitled Time Management Secrets for the Busy Locksmith. Amazon lists the publication date as February 22nd, 2023. The description says that this book is a comprehensive guide to mastering time management as an entrepreneurial locksmith. It covers strategies for staying organized, reducing stress, and maximizing productivity, including breaking down tasks into smaller goals and maintaining a healthy work-life balance. With practical tips and real-world examples, this book will help you make the most of your time and achieve success in your business. Whether you're just starting out or looking to take your locksmithing business to the next level, this book is an essential resource for any entrepreneur looking to improve their time management skills. Written by Thomas Sherwood, currently only available as an Amazon Kindle book for $4.99. We had a couple of new products posted over at uklockpickers.co.uk. We have the Wave Rake set, which the description just says EDC everyday carry 11-piece Wave Rake set. It appears to be a folding set of Wave Rakes. Almost the holder looks like the type of holder you would use for feeler gauges. Um, And they fold out in a very similar way. A whole bunch of Wave Rakes sandwiched in there. And that set is currently sold out. But when it's not, it sells for just shy of 23 pounds. They also put up the EDC micro clip handcuff key. And it says it features an integrated clip that allows it to securely affix to clothing. Discrete placement options include belt loops, cuff of a long sleeve shirt, 
waistband of pants or underwear, top of socks, etc. Its minuscule size and low profile design make detection extremely unlikely, yet it's always accessible when required. Made in the USA, it is currently in stock for £4.95. The next one is not a new product. It is also over at uklockpickers.co.uk, but it is one that was pointed out to me that somebody thought was interesting. It is the Abloy Disc Detainer Pick. The description basically states that the Abloy Classic Lock requires special tools to manipulate the discs and uses between 5 and 11 discs with the sidebar, yada, yada, yada. A lot of descriptions of the lock. Not a lot of information about the pick itself, but does look like a pretty good quality pick. The The tips look very much like a Huxley pig invention and uh, is currently two in stock for 145 pounds. And it looks like we have a new resource for the Lockpickers United belt system. I received a note from Peace Weapon about this. And uh, Peace Weapon, along with Nixt, MG Secure, and Greenish, have been developing a new web application to improve the belt list. The idea for the application originated when Peace Weapon was attempting to inventory their own locks and realized that the belt list lacked sufficient information about each lock. Peace Weapon approached CJ with the concept of a database that would allow for additional information to be added to each lock including pictures for identification and locking mechanisms and features for searchability. After a few months, Nix joined the project, and together they were able to create an independent web app that was recently presented to CJ. During the development process, the team secured the collaboration of several communities, including LockWiki, Catalogs, and CoxaWiki. I'm going to have to check those out. I haven't actually heard of all those yet. And they were able to provide additional information and images. The LPU community has been contributing to the app by providing pictures and information on a daily basis. Although the app is not yet an official LPU resource, it must be discussed by other admins. It is currently being used and is a work in progress. Some of the locks have little to no information, while others, particularly the the more popular and higher belted ones, have more information. And right now, interested parties can check it out at lpubelts.com. Uh, we'll also have a link in the show notes in case you have a hard time typing that in. Moving on to events and meetups. Remember, any events listed in here are in here because they say they have a lock picking village or some other type of lock picking or lock sport type content, although most of them are technically security conferences. So, anyway, starting off. First, we have B-Sides Harrisburg, March 11th in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Lockpick Championship by event, and that's March 25th in Bergheim. Hack for Kids Milwaukee, March 31st in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Colonel Con, April 12th in Omaha, Nebraska. B-Sides Nashville, April 15th, Nashville, Tennessee. B-Sides NYC in New York, New York on April 22nd. RSAC Sandbox, San Francisco, California, on the 25th of April. T223 InfoSec Conference, May 4th, in Helsinki, Finland. Kakalaki Con, May 5th, in Durham, North Carolina. Besides Knoxville, May 12th, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hack for Kids Chicago, June 3rd, Chicago, Illinois. And Circle City Con, June 23rd, in Indianapolis, 
Indiana. And with that, I'd like to say thank you to the people that made this particular episode possible. Start with the financial supporters. We have Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pet from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and a Coat, Terrell, aka Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Mog, John Lock, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, Bare Bones Lockpicking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA Lockpicker, Snake, Paracentric, and John R. Chief content producer for this episode is Terrell, aka Anthony. Other content producers, Barebones Lockpicking, iFisk, Joshua Gonzalez, Lady Locks, Oak City Locksport, Pandafrog, Paracentric, Peace Weapon, The Lockpicker 1969, and Tony Vrelli. Thank you to all of you for your support. And remember, the show is only possible because of that support. The biggest thing you can do to support this show, if you are enjoying it, is simply send in information for me to cover in the show. News, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have from your little corner of the lockpicking world. Send it to me uh, either at podcast at locksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes, social media accounts that I have listed in there. Just tag me with whatever story happens to, to catch your interest. Other things you can do to help share the podcast with your lockpicking friends, leave a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever is allowed on the platform you consume on. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. If you want to help financially, you can. Donate via PayPal, subscribe on Patreon or Subscribestar. And if you support the show with the donation or information that I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like the people I just mentioned. And a quick reminder that I'm always looking for interesting stories about things that happen to lock sport enthusiasts or locksmiths because of your hobby or employment. So feel free to send those in. Uh, if you want to send feedback, that's always welcome. Uh, either leave it in the comments or go to the locksportscast.com slash contact. If you want it to be public, that's fine. I can share it on the show. If you don't, that's also fine. I am, will keep it private. Here we have an interesting story involving a locksmith. Scott's woman calls on online community for help after getting stuck in public toilets. Evidently on February 23rd, a woman in Scotland found herself trapped in a public restroom and called for help on social media. According to the story, she was out for a walk with her two-year-old son and her husband, and she needed to use the toilet, so she walked past the toilet attendant and was in the cubicle when moments later the lights went out and she heard the door close. She got up as soon as she could and initially tried banging on all the windows in an attempt to get the attention of the attendant, who was by that point out of earshot evidently. Her husband and sister called the police and the city council to no avail. And in a moment of desperation, she took to social media to plead for help. And she wrote, urgent and really embarrassing, so I might have to delete this later. I'm locked in the public lose, the end of pipeline. I planned to nip in quickly and the attendant locked up and left. We can't get through to anyone. Can anyone help? In the comments, she wrote, I'm actually raging. My toddler is outside, and it was really obvious that I was in here. There's a phone number in here, but it says it's no longer in use. About 40 minutes after that, a locksmith showed up and let her out. So good on that locksmith. One of the stories I read said that it was uh, the locksmith was notified by somebody else on Facebook. Um, this particular story that I was able to find here, I couldn't find the original one I had, but the one I'm linked to here doesn't exactly make it obvious who called the locksmith but 
kind of an embarrassing and uh, potentially scary situation being locked in there overnight if if nobody could let you out. So hard to believe that that police and the city council couldn't do anything to to help. If the city runs the public toilet system, they should be able to send somebody out there, maintenance person or the attendant sent back out to, to unlock it and let her out. Moving on to criminals. First up, part of my parents' retirement. Oklahoma City Jewelry Heist cost two business close to $1 million. Article talks about a jewelry heist that took place in Oklahoma City, causing two businesses to lose almost $1 million. Thieves cut into two safes and stole a significant amount of jewelry, including high-end watches and other valuable items. The owner of one of the affected businesses expressed their distress over the stolen items, stating that they were, quote, part of my parents' retirement, end quote. Both families suspect the burglary was an inside job, as they say that the suspects knew exactly where the safes were and how to avoid setting off the market's alarm system. The police are investigating, and they have asked for the public's assistance. These jewelry shops were in a uh, flea market building of sorts, I guess, some sort of public market building. They say their safes were hidden in back little room, little cubbies, and they never let anybody see where the safe was. So that's why they think it's an inside job. But as we said before, security through obscurity is not security. From the pictures provided, it appears that at least one of the safes was a thin-walled fire safe type, fairly tall and skinny. Kind of looked more like a typical big box store gun safe than, a, than what I would expect to be holding hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. Um, I guess the big takeaway from this is just having a safe isn't enough. Even if it is bolted down, if you have something of significant value, you need to invest in real security plan, alarms, cameras, uh, adequate quality safe, potentially security guards, or even just uh, hiring a local security company to patrol the parking lot frequently something to consider if you're holding hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. And these next couple of stories, I want to know which one of you guys this is. This first one, out of Madison, Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin Madison Police Department daily blotter for February 22nd at 10.22 p.m. Information at 1200 Observatory Drive contacted persons after they located a lockpicking set not belonging to either of them in their dorm room. So which one of you left your lockpicking set behind? Did you have it in your back pocket and slipped out? And this next one was by the San Juan County Sheriff's Department. On February 20th, a Lopez Island deputy was dispatched to found property call. The reporting party advised that they located a lockpick set while walking on a trail on Port Stanley Road. The items were collected and booked into evidence. Was that one of you guys too? Either the criminals are dumping their lockpicking sets everywhere and forgetting to take with them, or, or somebody's putting them in the wrong pocket and they're slipping out like, like your cell phone does sometimes. Anyway, moving on to sales. First up, uh, I actually didn't check to see if this one's still valid. But Brummy Lockpicker had a 10% off discount code for multi-pick, and that was M-P-Y-T-B-R-U-M-23. You can find it through the link in the show notes. Over at Lockpickers Mall, again, not to be confused with Lockpick Mall, but Lockpickers Mall, you can get 15% off with the code 15PCOFF. C-Fix, Vent, uh, 
No code needed. Just check the current offers link that they have. It's in the show notes. Barebones Lockpicking has a new code for March. That code is do not duplicate 10 for 10% off through March 31st, 2023. 3dlocksport.com, 10% off with the code LSCAST10. Over at southord.com, we have a coupon code for their tubular pick blowout sale. This is on the old models of their tubular lock picks. They've up changed the models to have new features. They're selling off the old ones at 30% off if you use the code BLOWOUT30 and that is good until March 6th. You also have the sale items page that you can check out and the cosmetically blemished page as well. And I believe the cosmetically blemished page has the older tubular lock picks listed on it. So a good place to go find those then add your code for 30% off. If you're shopping at Law Lock Tools, you can get 10% off if you use the referral link from Review Guru on Twitter. And Mako Locks, the ever-present code by Mako is good for 15% off. And over at uklockpickers.co.uk, you can get 10% off your order with the code GIFT. You should be able to use that with any of the new products that I mentioned this week. Moving on to giveaways, Lockpicker1969 has his newest Locksport bundle giveaway. That video went up on February 25th, and it ends March 11th, so be sure to head over there and check that out. And don't forget to head over and check out the Picking Time live stream. That brings us to the end of another episode. If you're still listening, thank you very much for staying tuned. Please uh, go check out my latest video on Charles Buildscrap and check out the project I've been working on. It's something I'm actually quite proud of. I know for some of you that program, you won't find it to be that impressive, but uh, I'm quite proud of it and uh, I appreciate it if you check it out. Thank you to everyone who sends in information. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your financial support. Thank you to everyone who, who, who tunes in. And remember, keep it legal. Keep it legal.